Blog Talk Radio. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. <laughs> What's wrong with you? My first thought would be alive. Time to get ready, Joe. Whatever he is, he destroys you. Daniel Digger! See, Dwayne is no longer the people's champion. Dwayne is a champion with people. Monday Night Raw, Roxena, getting into high gear. Thank you very much YouTube, to the Ken Reedy Show. I'm your host, Ken Reedy. Uh, give us a call, 347-839-815. Talk about all the goings-on uh, in professional wrestling. If you'd like to email me at thekenreedyshow.com. And at my website, we've got five shows at thekenreedyshow.com. And we also got uh, blogs over there, guest bloggers. Our man, Tony V, is always recapping all the shows, so check out our blogs over there. Um, just a couple things. First off, uh, before we get into what happened on Monday Night Raw, unfortunately, we have a, a wrestling death that occurred uh, just yesterday. Uh, so rest in peace, Doug Furness. Uh, is more known for a, ta- a tag wrestler. Uh, he tagged with Phil LaFron. He was ECW uh, tag champs as well as AJPW five-time tag champs. Um, so unfortunately, we lost... Uh, Another sports entertainer, wrestler, pro wrestler, uh, way too soon. So rest in peace, Doug Furness. Um, it sucks having to start off with that, but just wanted to pay my respects. Um, so other news, uh, the Ken Reedy Show will be uh, at the ECPW show uh, next week, next Friday. That would be March 10th at Suffern High School. Uh, at ECPW.com. It's ECPW1actually.com is their website. Uh, good uh Independent promotion. Uh, we're looking forward next week. Uh, Nightheart, Dreamer, uh, Nunzio, Robbie E. are all going to be in attendance, as well as WWE Hall of Tito Santana. Uh, hoping to get some interviews with uh, some, if not all, of those guys, as well as some of the ECPW stars. 
so check us out. And if you happen to be in the Rockland County area, check out their show. And uh, the IWF is coming back on April 28th, Nutley, New Jersey. Uh, and they're, the, they're going to be benefiting the Relay for Life, uh, the American Cancer Society. So if you got a chance, go out to the IWF uh, event on April 28th out there in Nutley, New Jersey. Um, so the world of professional wrestling is going crazy. Uh, we are in WrestleMania season. Uh, right now, as we speak, a happy anniversary to ROH. They're having their 10-year anniversary event. Um, obviously, I'm doing the show right now, so I'm not watching. But if you're watching ROH and like to call in, now let us know how the uh, pay-per-view is going. Please, by all means, uh, give us a call. And we'd like to send out best wishes to Jesse Sorensen, who is getting feeling in his extremities, and they're saying now that he's going to be out for a year, but he may possibly, in fact, come back uh, to the world of professional wrestling. So, Jesse Sorensen, get well soon. Uh, everyone who watches wrestling, who has been involved in wrestling, we're all pulling for you. So, that is good news uh, with Jesse Sorensen. And, as always, we're making a habit of it. Now, let me introduce my tag team partner, Dave Rosenbluth. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm doing good, brother. Tag me in. I'm ready to go. Let's let's do this. All right. Well, you as well. Let's you know we we had some of the audio at the top of the show. Uh, Rock Cena on Monday Night Raw, uh, an explosive uh, exchange to say the least uh, between Rock and Cena. Uh, Cena coming out confronting Rock. Uh, what did you think of uh, what transpired that night? Well, I, like I said on last week's show, um, I thought The Rock really needed to cut out all that, you know, the, the pandering to the audience and the trending worldwide stuff. In the beginning of that promo, he was doing that. He had some very good rebuttals towards uh, some of Cena's accusations and uh, really felt straight from the heart and heartfelt and real. And then he did the, you know, whole uh, the, the Kung Pao chicken, and he got, you know, Kung Pao chicken to trend worldwide. And I think George Costanza had Kung Pao chicken trending worldwide before The Rock ever did, but <laughs> that's an argument for another time. And then, he, you know, he did the same, you know, song and dance, which it got over with the audience, and the audience loved it. And some of it was funny, and some of it I've heard before like a million times. And don't get me wrong, I love The Rock. I think he's great, but th- this, he could do more than that. He's, he's more. He's capable of doing more than that. He's just resting on his laurels. And when I, I agree, out, I, I kind of thought that you know. And again, prefaced everything by saying The Rock is. You know, he's tremendous on the mic. Um, you know, one of the best ever. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I you know I was sitting there uh, watching it and sitting on my couch and I was taking notes. And um, one of the first things I, I honestly wrote down was lazy. I honestly wrote down lazy. I just thought, like you're saying, I thought The Rock was resting on his laurels. Um, and I thought the Kung Pao bitch, I I, I was kind of stupid. Um, I, you know, I just thought he was, you know, kind of trying, like almost forcing, trying to get uh, the crowd to chant something. Um, now, granted, he is electric. He is uh, he is great on the mic. Uh, he can, you know, work a crowd into a frenzy. Um but, again, I, I just kind of found it a little bit lazy. And, and the one thing I, I was thinking the whole time um, was, is The Rock at any point in time going to further this storyline? Is he just going to come out, try and create sound bites, try and create chants, try and create things to trend worldwide? Or are we going to get something that's going to facilitate the storyline a, a bit more out of The Rock? And the interesting thing is that 
whether it was a work or a, or a shoot, so to speak, and, and we can debate that. Um, to me, Cena's piece actually facilitated the storyline a little bit and created um, perhaps uh, even a little more friction between uh, The Rock and himself. And I, I think Cena slowly is uh, garnering some support as far as wrestling fans uh, around the world. What do you think of what, what Cena came out and said? I think the, I think what John Cena did was perfect. A lot of wrestling fans would probably disagree and say that they should have gone back and forth and had a you know a long banter. Um, the segment was already about 15 minutes deep into it, um, so you know any anything longer than that would have really just kind of dragged on. But I thought it, I thought his character needed exactly to do what he what it did. The week before he made all these claims, The Rock whether by fault or not, basically, you know, with the trending worldwide stuff and the Kung Pao bitch and all that other stuff, he proved Cena's point correct. Cena came out and basically, you know, said his piece and dis- and walked away and dismissed The Rock. And let me tell you something, nobody's ever dismissed The Rock before. It's usually The Rock doing the dismissing to other people. And you could see the look on his face, you know, you could say he's a pretty good actor, but he looked, he looked genuinely pissed off, um, whether whether we can debate whether it's a, a shoot or a work, I don't know. But of course, the one topic that everybody's been talking about, and it's even trended on Twitter, were the Rock's uh, wrist notes that were on his wrist. Um, I noticed that, and I thought the first thing I thought is that a really bad jail tattoo, or uh, did he just put notes on his wrist? And uh, I think I texted you immediately, and maybe a couple other people, and I just I I couldn't believe it. Um, and then when John Cena called him out on that, that was even that was even better. Cena did exactly what he needed to do, and the he they need to put more momentum in John Cena's favor heading into this match because throughout the past year it's been basically all rock, and uh, I thought it was great. I, I yeah, loved I mean, it. I, I, loved, I, I loved it. I, what I like is is the uh, yeah, it's great we're talking about pro wrestling, but I'm gonna I liked the subtext of what was happening. Because not only did Cena say what he needed to say, and like you said, he was dismissive, the the underlying message was, all right, Rock, you're the actor, you're going to come, you talk a lot. I don't need to talk a lot. I act. And that was kind of the subtext of what went on there. Sure thing, Rock, go ahead, ramble on for 20 minutes, I'm going to come down, put you in your place, and leave. And and basically, what he said, and then come April first, I'm going to kick the hell out of you. Um, so I, I kind of liked that it, it's almost, you know, you're a talker, I'm a fighter. So go ahead, you can keep talking, you can keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to act. Um, I thought, I mean, the interesting thing right now is if we we take, we look at the elimination chamber, and after that, now, I mean, we've been talking road to WrestleMania since last year. Since they yeah. they basically signed this match, um, but definitively, I mean, let's just say we're on the fast track. Once elimination elimination chamber is over, like now we are definitively it is the road to WrestleMania. We are on our way. Um, first two Raws post elimination chamber going into WrestleMania, it's two nothing John Cena, and yeah, no blows have been get no there's no punches thrown. We're talking, which is amazing, we're talking pure verbiage, pure things that have been said on the mic, promos, whatever you want to call it, to nothing John Cena. 
who would have thunk that? Yeah, I mean, going into the build for this match, I didn't know how it was going to play out. I knew that there wasn't going to be. I had a pretty good thought in my mind that there that that there wasn't going to be too much physicality, if at all. Um, because you know this is the kind of this is the, they they they've been building this match now is the new tagline is once in a lifetime, and big matches like this you really don't get too much physical um, interaction with two names of this stature um, heading towards a build for a match like this. So um, it's these two these two guys are talking to people into the seats, or at least talking to people to buy the pay per view. Because uh, a lot of seats have already been sold for this event, um, had, you know, uh, in Miami coming up April first. But uh, I think um, I think we're going to be surprised as far as the, the the physical aspect goes between the two of them uh, come uh, WrestleMania. I think I think both guys are going to be you know we're going to hear all this talk. They're going to you know the the, the gasoline is going to get poured on the fire with the verbiage, but. When they're they're gonna back it up in the ring with the two of them. I mean, they got no choice. They 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 put this match a year in advance, and wrestling fans have been waiting a year to see this. They gotta back it up and then some. Um, if they don't, this would be the most disappointing uh, build up. Everything everything before it would just mean nothing. Oh, agreed. I mean, they they. I mean, there's a lot of pressure, especially on John Cena. Um, you know, and and it's funny, and and I've been. Admittedly, you know, I've been more in John Cena's corner than than a lot of other wrestlers. Um, I, I've always kind of said that I think creative uses him wrong at times, and that he does have something to offer. It's just a question of using him the right way. Um, you know, it's not like when I look at John Cena. John Cena to me, you know, like when you watch football, there are certain quarterbacks that are just great quarterbacks. There are certain quarterbacks that are great for a system or for, you know, they, they need the wide receivers and can be great with talent around them, but they need that support. To me, Johnson is the latter. He can be great when put in the right position, when put in the right situation. And I do think for all the Cena haters, and if you disagree, call me at 347-838-9815, um, when it comes to what Johnson has done, I do find it, interesting that, you know, they put him in, in a program with CM Punk. John Cena rises to the occasion. You know, now he, he's in a spar, verbal sparring war with The Rock. The Rock. Some may say the best ever on the mic. John Cena rises to the occasion. Here's a guy that, you know, in the right position, I, I think he's got a lot to offer the business. I think the business and the company has put him in a bad position at times. Um, at times, it does feel like the WWE is just cramming John Cena down our throats. Um, but the guy does have some talent, and he's, he's strong as hell. Um, so I'm. it's very interesting right now that John Cena um, is kind of leading uh, going into WrestleMania. And, and let's approach the topic of, of Riskgate. Uh, you know, you did touch on it. Uh, the Rock looked as if he had some notes for his promo on his wrist. Um, there have been reports online where uh, fans that supposedly were in attendance had some, you know, they said what they saw supposedly on his wrist. I think he notes like uh, jorts to camo, uh, 
I think he had like a KRS and KPB. Obviously, KRS referring to the Ken Reedy show. So, hey, <laughs> thanks, Rock. Um, you know, it's now it's it, the question is now were the notes there? Uh, number one, were they notes? Number two, were the notes there uh, for Rock specifically to use for his promo? And Rock needed notes. Or three, was the complete work? And Rock knew that Cena was going to call him out on it, and it was something to kind of garner an internet buzz. Um, I actually spoke to someone, a, a very reliable source uh, in the business, um, who actually said to me why this, it has to be a work. He said there's no way The Rock had notes on his arm um, without being a work. Uh, but there were other reports online that said in the past that uh, – you know, The Rock has had cue cards for promos, um, that a lot of times he needed notes for promos in the back. Um, who knows? I mean, it's it's interesting. The Rock looked genuinely pissed off afterwards, but is Rock that good an actor? Could this have been all a work to, to garner some buzz for this match? It's it's possible. I mean, all those, all those ideas and theories are possible. Um, the, uh, you know... You gotta, you gotta remember too. Um, actors have time to memorize their lines. Uh, Rock was going out on live television to do a 15-minute segment, and you can get caught up in the emotion and the uh, the electricity, especially in that building in Portland, because Portland doesn't get wrestling too often. And I don't think The Rock had ever... I remember The Rock stating on Twitter he had never worked in Portland, Oregon before, so um, it was a pretty big night for him. Um, to go along with what your source is saying, yeah, I could agree with him in some sense. Uh, but the other the other side of it is, and I'm not trying to stick up for Rock, but this is what has been uh, publicized before. Uh, I was on the you know, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno uh, about a month or so back, and he told the story about when he cut the uh, the backstage promo at Survivor Series when he sang the uh, the New York New York song. Um, he he didn't really remember some of the words, so he had the um, the, the writer, uh, Brian Goritz, uh, one of the head writers for WWE, told him, if I seem to stumble, you know, put up a cue card or something, and I'll glance over it and I'll remember it. Well, he was starting to stumble, and uh, Brian Goritz, uh, he put up the cue card, but on that cue card, it was blank. There was no there was no verbiage on it. So, uh, I mean, it's just a little funny story, but Rock has admitted that. Um, so, I mean... I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of funny that it was brought out, you know, the the, the wrist notes and stuff like that, and that Cena exposed it. Um, it could be a shoot, could be a work. I think it's I think it's a combination of all three things, like you said, um, a, a, a buzz over the internet to get people talking, um, a complete shoot that he forgot his lines, and you know, a work, or, you know. So I mean, I don't know, but it's it's it was funny. Uh, I thought it was a really bad tattoo that somebody performed on him in jail. But last time I checked, Rock didn't go to jail. <laughs> I mean, the Rock definitely stammered a bit after Cena said that, and um, he he looked visibly pissed off. Um, oh, he did. You could see the look on his face, and he he, he looked like he wanted to knock his block off. I, I I saw I I saw that, and I was like, oh wow, I got he struck a nerve. So. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. Now, now the question is, you know, at the, at this point, I mean, we really, it, it's funny with The Rock and Cena. I mean, they, 
they've kind of gone back and forth. They, you know, there's those reports that they don't like each other for real. Uh, you know, it all started um, back when Cena uh, did a, a radio show and spoke badly about The Rock leaving. Um, it's interesting. Like, where where do they go now? Where is 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 the storyline uh, projected to go? Um, all right, they've established they both don't know each other. We've established that you know the Rock's thing nowadays is to just say things and get them to trend. Um, that's and and to me, it's honestly as great as it's getting a little boring. Like we get it. All right, yeah, trending worldwide. Yes, trending worldwide. I mean, it's just. It's it's getting. I mean, the whole trending thing is getting annoying. Even watching WWE programming and seeing that on the bottom of the screen, you know uh, what might be trending. Um, I'm wondering if The Rock is going to state uh, the next time he's on Raw, if he's going to state that hashtag wrist notes was trending on Facebook. I'm curious <laughs> if he's, he'll actually admit that that was actually trending. Um, but where does the storyline go from here? I mean, we we still have. You know, it's funny. If WrestleMania was today, it would have been interesting if that was like the last confrontation between the two of them, and then they were going to fight today. Um, we still got a few weeks left uh, of storyline to develop going into this. Are we just going to have some more of these kind of altercations? And are we going to give John Cena some filler matches? They wrestled uh, The Miz now this past week. Uh, you know, is that what we're going to get uh, leading up to WrestleMania? Are we going to see The Rock in the ring? Um, at what point are we going to give him? Maybe we, you know, as as a, you know, we had Cena versus The Miz. Is The Miz going to get The Rock? Is is The Rock going to get like a quote unquote tune up match heading into WrestleMania? Or are we going to have to wait till WrestleMania to see The Rock do anything uh, physical? Um, what are, what are thoughts as far as you know how they how they pursue this or how they continue this, uh, via the storyline heading into WrestleMania? Well, I think I think going forward, there's four weeks left, and Rock is scheduled to be on Raw all four weeks. Now, as a wrestling fan, you know myself, it would be nice if yes, Rock got physical and had a match like a tune-up match or something. But it's not. It's it's the it's it's it's. But to me, it doesn't really matter at this point. Um, people are going to buy the pay-per-view to see Rock and Cena, um, so. Yeah, but don't you think it's going to get it's going to get a little old, like week in and week out? The the Rock trending promos. Oh no, I I agree with you. I I agree with you. It's it's, the 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 whole verbiage with the same stuff that he's going to do is going to go is going to get a little old. Um, I personally, I don't see Miz getting a any piece of the Rock. He's in the doghouse as it is. He might not even be on the card um, at WrestleMania, from what I'm hearing. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe we'll see another Rock Cena tag match together. Um, you know, they'll bury two, you know, two guys. You know, maybe a Ziggler and Swagger or whatever. But I doubt. I, I highly doubt that we're going to see Rock getting physical as far as like an official match goes. Um, there's still four weeks off the TV. Who knows? They might throw us a curveball. They've been known to do that before. But I, I personally don't think that um, that that's going to take place. Where I'd like to see this go is, you know, you mentioned that radio interview that um, that John Cena did where he talked badly about The Rock leaving. What if WWE had, you know, called that radio station and tried to get the archive of the audio and play it on television to see where the seeds were really planted? 
in this whole feud. And another thing that they could use, because they have such an extensive library, I actually watched uh, last night the the 2008 Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and Rock made a special appearance where he inducted his father, Rocky Johnson, and his grandfather, High Chief Peter Maivia, into the Hall of Fame. And ironically, John Cena was sitting in the front row, and he was sitting next to the Rock's mother. And Rock had made an overture towards John Cena. He actually was a joke, really. He had said um, that the he made a joke saying that the WWE was in uh, a, a legal issue with uh, um, when they had their tribute to the troops show the, the the previous year, and the um, the, uh, the what you call it? Oh, I'm losing my mind here. I'm sorry. The <laughs> the uh, the, the guys in the military were taking all these, you know, the terrorists, the hostages and stuff like that, and they said they were forced them to watch copies of the Marine. And it got a big pop, and the whole arena, you know, erupted, and then they chanted Rock versus Cena, one more match, and Rock and Cena just kind of looked at each other. And Rock even said to John Cena, he goes, I do it out of love, John. And they just they kind of winked at each other, and that was the end of it. Um, they could show that footage again if they wanted to. Um I, I think it would be cool if you got to hear the audio of the actual John Cena interview um, of what he actually had to say about The Rock. Um, as far as the build-up goes, they basically, you know, last year they made the match official in Atlanta, but the last Monday Night Raw uh, before WrestleMania 28 is going to be in Atlanta, the same, the very same building where they made the match official. So it's going to all come full circle. Um, the night after last year's WrestleMania, they made the match official, and the week before this year's WrestleMania, they're going to be in the same building. So maybe we'll see some sort of epic contract signing, or it'll just be a final face-off between the two, where they'll, you know, say what they got to say to each other, you know. I, I don't know. The whole know. thing is really, it, it's an interesting rivalry because, again, like John Cena is, is hated, but he's, and I, I keep saying it, but he's right. You know, he's right. And it's funny, you know, when The Rock left, a lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestling fans that I talked to were were happy. You know, they they you know, Rock's a sellout. Rock left for Hollywood. I mean, that was that was kind of the feeling about the Rock. It's almost like the the Rock is is kind of like an ex girlfriend that that you have like this this horrible breakup with, and you're kind of like whatever. I'm over that bitch. I'm done with her. And years later, she comes knocking at your door, and you forget how bad it was. And you're just like, oh, good, The Rock's back. Like, he kind of jilted us. He kind of, you know, we're wrestling fans, you know, and he he turned his back to the, the bright lights of Hollywood. And, you know, even now, I mean, The Rock lost a lot of his action movie audience um, doing all the Disney shit he was doing to, you know, kind of selling out to the kids. Now, granted, if Disney knocked on my door tomorrow and said, you know, we want you. We're going to sign you for a movie contract uh, for millions and millions of dollars. Um, you know, yeah, I'd sign on the deadline. I'm not faulting The Rock for that, but obviously he's come back now because he wants to reestablish himself as an action movie star, and he's using wrestling to put himself back on the map as far as um, the action movie landscape. And you know, odds are, that even if we see him after WrestleMania, we're not going to see him ever again on a regular basis. He's never going to be a "Quote unquote wrestler, he's going to be the Rock again. From this point on, he is Dwayne, quote the Rock, end quote Johnson. 
He's he will never be just the Rock again. And even when he does promos now, it's almost like he he skates in and out of, of being kind of Dwayne Johnson and having that that big goofy smile uh, that he, he has to flash every now and again. And then he gets into all right, I'm going to get mean, intense look and do my I'm the Rock now, and then. I'll smile and thank the crowd, and now I'm Dwayne Hollywood Johnson again, and then now I'll be The Rock again. Um, so it's interesting because Cena definitely has justice or or being right on his side. He's you know he's right. I mean, I was pissed. A lot of people I know were pissed when The Rock left. I mean, there's no ifs ands or buts about it. He's you know John Cena is championing the cause of all of us that were pissed off that The Rock went and left us. Now, the big question is, can they garner enough support right now for John Cena to at least have a spattering of of applause or cheers for him in Miami, The Rock's hometown? Um, There are reports coming out that they want the the crowd in attendance in Miami to be 50-50 split, a 50-50 frenzied WrestleMania crowd. Is it even remotely possible to get a 50-50 split? To me, I'm thinking the best we can get in Miami is 80-20, maybe. 50-50 is kind of pushing it, unless they have The Rock do something really, really, really heinous, and he'd have to in some way, shape, or form alienate Miami. Uh, if he doesn't do anything like that, 50-50 split is, I don't see that being possible. I mean, do you, can you see that happening, Dave? No, that's non-existent. That's, that, that's non-existent, especially in Miami. Um, it, it rocks, rocks love no matter what he does because, like you said, it's that old ex-girlfriend theory. You know, she comes knocking on the door and she's back and you forget about all the bad stuff that happened because time has, has lapsed and, uh, you know, you, you you know, time heals old wounds. If you, remember, you remember how good she was in bed, you just don't remember how big a bitch she was when you weren't sleeping with her. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, if you remember in 2003, he did a semi-heel turn. He tried to go full heel when he did this Hollywood rock character. And, yeah. You know, he, he embraced the, 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 the heat he was getting from people, but he was so damn entertaining and funny that people had no choice but to laugh. Um some of the stuff that he did, the stuff he did with uh, the, the Hurricane and uh, the rock concert he did. When, I mean, all that stuff. Um, people had no choice but to laugh at it because they were entertained by it because he's an entertaining guy. In Miami, I don't think there stands a chance. I think that WWE, um, with their approach with John Cena right now, I understand he's going to be the guy that's going to be there after Rock leaves. And he's the number one merch seller as, as far as, you know, uh, the, the kids go, and uh, he's a big ratings draw, so they want to keep him as a baby face. Um, I think they're gonna. I think they're trying to go with that, you know, uh, that fifty-fifty approach. I, I believe tomorrow night Raw is going to be in Boston, so and not too far from where he used to live in the mean streets of West Newbury, Massachusetts. But um, I think you'll see a little bit more of a positive reaction from uh, the people in Boston towards John Cena tomorrow night, but. I think The Rock will totally trump that the minute he opens his mouth and says something. He'll have, you know, he'll have, he'll have something new trending worldwide, you know, uh, to tomorrow night. So, Jason Which goes back to, like, you know, did, did, did the wrist notes, was that uh, a work? 
because that kind of points out, you know, points to like, you know, you're just, you're Hollywood. You need your shit scripted. You know, you can't speak from the heart. Um, so could it be, in fact, a work? Which, I mean, if they if they planned all this out, brilliant, brilliant. And one of the things I thought when they brought The Rock in, which, again, you know, maybe this is a work and maybe this is all part of, like, you know, the, the rebuilding of a John Cena. But one of the things I thought when they brought The Rock in was The Rock and his Rocky Sucks chants way back when. And when he was a face and everyone was chanting Rocky Sucks, I thought who better to help John Cena kind of rebuild himself as a face than bringing in The Rock, a guy who kind of went through that. Um, so is this all an elaborate plan to kind of work on uh, John Cena? Because I, I talked to some people who are, you know, hardcore John Cena haters. And the past two weeks, they've been like, I can get behind John Cena when he's doing this. I like this John Cena. You know, he's kind of holding his own right now. Now, the one thing is, like, if they continue going in this direction, can they sustain it? Can they do whatever they're going to do? And like you said, Cena's the face of the company. The, Cena can't look bad at WrestleMania. If The Rock kicks his ass, where do you go with the John Cena character post-WrestleMania? But where do they go after The Rock leaves? Can they sustain this uh, more enjoyable, more riveting John Cena incarnation, this John Cena character? Can they sustain it into a rivalry after WrestleMania? Can they sustain this character into him feuding with someone else? Or are we going to get a John Cena we can get behind leading up to WrestleMania and then we're going to go back to, like, goofy, smiling, making stupid jokes, John Cena, which a lot of people can't stand. And we're going to head out to the phone calls. We've had someone on hold for 30 minutes. Thank you for holding. Are you there? Yeah, hey, Ken. What's up? It's Tony. Hey, Tony. How you doing? Our famous blogger recapping all the shows. Uh, check him out on the KenReedyShow.com um, and, and on his blog site. Uh, he blogs on all the shows, recaps, and gives opinions Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm watching, actually watching the uh, the Ring of Honor 10th anniversary show. Cool. How and, is uh, it? It's been pretty good, actually. I just they just had uh, Jay Lethal and uh, Tommaso Ciampa went to a, uh, went to a draw, so Ciampa's still undefeated, but he didn't win the belt. But it's been, it's been a good show so far. You know, the, um, Homicide was on. Uh, he dropped to uh, Mike Bennett. Did, did some good stuff there. Uh, All Night Express went over to. Um, Hassan Benjamin in the opener, and uh, oh. they had a um, Kevin Steen uh, came out there. I'm not too familiar with like a Chikara Pro. I don't know if either of you guys are, but they're doing like some kind of like talent um, exchange with the two of them or whatever. And this guy named Eddie Kingston came in, and then uh, he and Kevin Steen went you know, like they kind of went at it in the middle of a promo. You know, I, I don't know if any of you guys know much about like Chikara or any of those guys. No, I haven't really heard. I mean, I heard stuff online, but, you know, I haven't really watched much of their content or their program. Same thing with Ring of Honor. I don't get Ring of Honor. Um, I don't get Sinclair Broadcasting uh, in Connecticut. So uh, I really don't. I'm really not too familiar. I'm familiar with some of the guys on Ring of Honor, and I've read some stuff of their shows, but I'm not really too familiar with uh, with, with both products. Okay, yeah, same same here. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't really watching Ring of Honor until they started the uh, Sinclair. You know, I'm the... Um, I'm a premium member on their site, so I watch it on the I watch the show on Mondays, you know Mondays during the day, and then um, 
it's a funny thing. They actually taped a couple of shows that are gonna that are gonna air after this. So it was kind of like kind of like a giveaway that Lita was gonna keep the belt because he was on there as the television champion. <laughs> Oopsie. So, uh, yeah, I know. And I think they <laughs> did a couple. I, I think they taped more for. Uh, they did more last night too. They taped so more last night. What are your night. thoughts, like, um, you know, on on Monday Night Raw, and we've been dissecting. Um, you know, switch gears a little bit, but we've been just dissecting Cena Rock. What did you think of the promo Monday night? I kind of, I don't know. I mean, usually Rock's promos are really good. I mean, I, I kind of, I'm kind of with you guys on this one. You know, it's like I, or I don't know if thought, but I, th- I kind of thought that it was this one was just more like a Rock says, Rock says something. The fans, uh, the fans just chanted. You know, I, I thought it was kind of, I thought it was, I thought it was one of his off nights. You know, I mean, which is. You know, something unusual for The Rock. I mean, I don't know if he ate a Kung Pao chicken that didn't agree with him or what. You know, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought you know, I th- I thought you know, this was one of the few. This was like a, I don't know about the first whatever, but that uh, that uh, Cena's promo was actually it, it was better than The Rock's. It was well, certainly a lot shorter. I, th- I think that might have been part of what made it better, but. Um, the intent lately, Cena's promos have been pretty, have been uh, have been good, you know. And um, you know, like like I say, you know, you know, the in, intense John Cena is good, you know. It's like it's that over the top cartoony superhero character that they crammed down our throats. And said, you know, it's like it's like okay, get him the hell off my TV now, please. You know, it's just like mother, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, there's so certain guys that like you know can do you know you can do a lot of different things with with their character and and you know they're very good and can switch gears. I agree. Like, John Cena is a guy that needs to be used the right way. And intense John Cena works. Pissed off, intense John Cena works. And the way he so casually got in The Rock's face and was just, you know, so dismissive. And and almost daring him. Almost standing like, I dare you take a swing at me. I'll kick your ass. And then turned his back on him and walked out. I, I just thought it was great. That was really good, yeah. That was that, that was really one of the best parts of the show. Then Rock's pro, then Rock's promo got better at the end afterwards. But um, you know, because he looked yeah. pissed. So he came, like there was some, it, there was it, something it to beat off of. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I'm still kind of guessing that the whole you know wrist notes everything. I don't know if it was a work or or what it was. Maybe if it was done on purpose because it's like oh yeah, it's a movie star or whatever. But um, you know, I, as far as like dude, if they're gonna try to turn Rock heel, I don't know. I don't know. That could that that. Might not that might not uh, go over too well. I'm, you know, I mean, especially if it's in his hometown. If they do anything, um, like you say, unless you like, if they have him heal Miami really big or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they'll. Uh, I don't know if they get the fans to boo him. And, and it might it might come off as a bit forced. It might, yeah, because yeah, because it might be just more as like you know, like them telling the, you know, WWE telling the fans, you know, it's like, hey, we want you all, you know, it's like, get behind John Cena, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, it's like, no, yeah. And the other fans are like, no, we're tired of this guy. So I, I'm going to let you go in a second, Tom, but let me ask you right now, coming off of, like, Monday Night Raw, Team Rock or Team Cena? I've always been I've always been a Rock guy. So we got yeah, one for yeah. Team Rock. Yeah, I was a big right. fan of his back in the, uh, you know, back in, like, 2000, 2001. Back in. Very cool. All right, Tony, look forward to uh, some more blogs from you. Thanks for giving us a call. And, uh, you know, I uh, uh, hope that absolutely. Ring of Honor lives up to the hype. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. They're just showing, like, clips of, uh, the, you know, since it's the 10-year anniversary, they're showing clips of, like, guys, you know, winning championships and stuff. Very cool. All right, thanks for the call, Tony. So we got one guy uh, 
still Team Rock, even though he liked what John Cena said. He's, he's hanging uh, Team Rock. Um, again, like years ago, who wasn't a big fan of the Rocks? I mean, you had to love him. I mean, you know, he is one of those guys that I'd probably disagree, and I'd probably say I'd probably lean towards maybe a Dusty Rhodes or a Ric Flair or even a Roddy Piper. But if you were to come up to me and say the Rock is the best ever on the mic, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to say, wow, it's a ridiculous opinion. I mean, that's arguably the best ever on on the microphone. So we we all loved him. Um, But again, amazing. John Cena kind of put him in his place. Uh, We got another phone call on the line. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. I am calling on behalf of Team Team Cena, um, and it's kind of funny that you ended with Tony and you asked him. Um, I'm just calling because I am pissed because I am a newer fan, and um, I guess by newer I mean 2005 was my you know beginnings, and I missed the Rock era. So last year the Rock comes back and he says all these things and he says. You know, and I'm never leaving again. And I'm like, great, this is great. I'm going to get the rock. I'm going to get the new rock era. We go to WrestleMania, and it's great, and it's exciting. And we have our, our I Bring It t-shirts, and we're all proud of ourselves in the stands, you know. And the rock is there for, like, you know. He starts the show, and it's great. And then he comes out at the end, and he does some stupid things behind the scenes in between. And it's still great. And then we find out that... Cena and The Rock are going to be at WrestleMania 28, and we look at each other and we say, and our, and our friends, we're going to go, we're going to go to Miami, we're going to have the time of our lives, and hopefully we still will. But then a year later, you know, The Rock has kind of let us down. So, you know, the T-shirt sits in the drawer, and I'm, you know, busting <laughs> out the old Cena T-shirt, and, you know, and I really want Cena to win. So, you know, my question really, that's my little story, but my question is, what do you think? Do you think... Cena's going to win? Do you think? What are they going to do? Um, it's a good question, and, and thanks for the call. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's it's just, it's a tough, I mean, the good thing about this match is I don't know who's going to win. And when it comes to wrestling, I mean, one of the things, and again, I was just taking notes uh, when I was watching SmackDown this week, and I said, you know, I would say when I watch WWE TV lately, that I would say about 90% of the matches that you're watching, you pretty much know the outcome. You know who's going to win. Um, depending on who you can tell they're pushing, who, um, you know, who's got a big match coming up and they can't make them look weak and yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, even this week, they built, you know, again, Big Show versus Mark Henry again. Did anyone think for one single moment that Big Show was not going to win that match? I mean, we knew he was going to win that match. Um, so there wasn't a lot of drama. I don't know who's going to win this match. You know, and it's interesting it's, because it's WrestleMania, and I'm assuming it's got to be the last match. I mean, I don't think there's any possibility that this is not the last match on the card. The last match at a WrestleMania, there has to be a definitive winner. So you can't have a, a weird finish. You can't have a double countout or a draw or um, any sort of odd finish. There has to be a clear-cut winner. And 
again, like we talked about, you look at it's in Miami, so you think all the the Rock's going to go over in his in his hometown. It's WrestleMania. They love that WrestleMania moments where no crowd pops hard at the end of a show. Um, but The Rock is even less than a part-time guy. John Cena is the guy uh, in the WWE. Do you have your guy lose to an older, former superstar? I don't, I mean, it's cool because, I, I mean, I don't know who's going to win that match. And the caller asked, you know, who would you predict to win? I don't, I mean, do you have a prediction on, on who you think the winner would be? Um, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you, Ken. Uh, there's two, there's, there's two ways you can go with this. You know, everyone thinks, oh, it's Rock's hometown. It's Miami. You know, they're going to, they, 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 he's, you know, the favorite and the, the people are, you know, behind the rock and not everyone's behind John Cena. Rock's got to win. You know, that's what everyone's thinking. Rock's got to win. But then you go about, you know, like you said, Rock's a part-time guy, not even a part-time guy. He's a whenever-he-shows-up kind of guy. And John Cena's going to be there for the long haul. He's doing the overseas tours. He's doing the house shows. He's doing TV. He's doing pay-per-views. He's doing it all. And you would think that, you know, you want to, yeah, like you said, do you want your guy to lose to a part-time guy? It's tough. Um, my, My prediction I'm going with a bold one, but I do think John Cena is going to win. And I think he's going to beat The Rock decisively. There's not going to be any kind of screwy finish. He's going to beat The Rock. It's going to be a close match. And then I think they're going to close out WrestleMania with, this is just my prediction. This is not of any kind of rumors I've heard, but it's just my prediction. I think The Rock's going to get on the mic, and he's going to finally show that respect that John Cena has wanted from him. And they'll shake hands, and the audience will somewhat be behind John Cena because The Rock has embraced John Cena. And if The Rock has embraced John Cena, then 70,000 people in that stadium in in his hometown of Miami are going to embrace John Cena in some fashion. Not saying it might last long, but you you might get that WrestleMania moment at the end where you see the two of them shake hands, they raise hands, Rock endorses John Cena, Almost like a passing of the torch, like Andre did to Hogan, then like Hogan did to Rock, and now Rock does it to John Cena. I think we'll get that WrestleMania moment with the two of them. You know, they square, they 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 have that at the end, and you know, the fireworks go off, and the big, you know, you know, uh, the the wrestle, you know, good night, everybody. It's the greatest WrestleMania ever, and this, that, and the other, and you know, we we just witnessed history, and you know, I think we're gonna get something along that line. Um, That's a good point. I mean, the the crowd in Miami to get a a John Cena victory, but a Rock promo at the end might be enough. And you're right. The Rock puts over John Cena. That might be enough um, to to put him over. Um, Our our caller brought up an interesting point also, like being a a newer fan. Uh, Yeah, and this, you know, people who have been fans uh, of wrestling – um, during this era, during the John Cena era, or you know, post two thousand five, um, yeah, The Rock is, you know, who is this guy? And um, you know, including myself, I think a lot of wrestling fans were, uh, you know, optimistic that 
you know, we we all knew we're not disillusioned. We didn't think we were going to go rock week in, week out on Monday Night Raw. But I do think we thought we'd see more of him. Uh, when they the challenge went out a year ago, um, I think most of us thought, all right, but The Rock will show up a little bit more. Um, and he didn't. Um, which, you know, I think fans who don't know The Rock would, would be firmly behind uh, John Cena. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is this weekend I was watching the John Cena experience on um, uh, WWE Classics On Demand. That's and, a good uh, DVD. It's a What's good that? DVD. That's a good DVD. I own that DVD, by the way. It's a very good DVD. I like it. And it just shows, like, you know, what John Cena... And in the, the John Cena experience, someone asks him, will you ever leave wrestling to pursue movies full-time? And he says, no, I love what I do. Uh, which was interesting, you know, and you wonder, again, it, putting the thing, look, Vince McMahon uh, has screwed the pooch a few times, but... You know, he knows the business, and everyone involved in WWE, there's enough people in there that know the business, and The Rock knows the business. Um, are these little tidbits put in there on purpose, or is that just a coincidence? And that's genuine John Cena saying, you know, I love it. Um, but I did find it interesting looking at, at, you know, watching that, and that right there, that that's fodder for the storyline. I mean, there's enough fodder out there for the storyline. Um, some of it, you know, might be a work. Uh, a lot of it may be real. Um, but it's it's added to the drama, and it's added to enough of, you know, us needing to talk about it. Um, just to let our listeners go, no, and if you want to discuss this, Team Rock, Team Cena, which team, we've had two callers, one on each team. So it's a tie right now, 347-838-9815. The number again is 347-838-9815. Uh, give us a call and uh, let us know which team uh, you are going to be on, or what team you're rooting for. Um, but it's, uh, you know, every week, and, and Dave will, will confirm this, every week when we get ready to do the show, um, we, we take the, the week's events uh, in wrestling. Uh, we actually, we do this show. I do the show with Dave, and, and Dave's in Connecticut, and I'm in New York, and we do the show together via the miracles of technology these days. And Every week, I come up with a we, – we discuss topics that need to be talked about, and then I come up with a a schedule, a timeline, a, if you will, um, a rundown of how the show is going to go. Basically, a 15-minute by 15-minute breakdown of us and what we're going to talk about, and then, you know, I put in, like, we'll leave time for, for callers. Um, this show is the first show we've done where I kind of put it out there. I said, you know what? We need to leave enough time to just dissect what happened on Monday night between The Rock and Cena. So I'm going to leave the outline kind of laxed. And we kind of went back and forth via text on, on a couple of topics we want to hit. We're just, you know, we'll throw the outline out for this week and just spend a lot of time on The Rock and John Cena. Because it was explosive what happened on Monday night, whether it's a work or a shoot or whatever you want to call it, real, fake, scripted, not scripted, it's got people talking. It's got people interested. Uh, some of the best things, you know, one of the things that was great about the Monday Night Wars is the lines being blurred. People, you know, since wrestling came out and said it's scripted, um, it's lost a little bit. Uh, you know, as someone who grew up 
uh, in the eighties watching wrestling, and and as a kid, I you know would argue with my father, and no, it's real, it's not real, and you know my dad would say it's fake, and it was a closely guarded secret, and they didn't want to admit there was. Did once it became sports entertainment, wrestling kind of lost a little bit about that uh, of that drama, a little bit of that you know intensity because you just knew it was scripted, and and more and more. As you see wrestlers showing up on talk shows and and coming in and out of character, um, it's it's lost a little bit of that intensity over the years. Um, so anytime you can blur the lines, it gets more interesting for a wrestling fan. And the Monday Night Wars were great for that because lines were blurred constantly. And the you know it was a straight shoot when. Guys were jumping from company to company. Those were like contracts, and those, you know, people were jumping ship and, and going back and forth. Um, the lines were blurred often. Who really hates who? And who, you know, uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, you know, these two really hate each other. The Montreal Screwjob. Um, when the lines are blurred, it gets really interesting and really cool. And this thing that Cena said, the, the wrist notes, um, it's got people talking. And. What do you want more than anything else going into your crown jewel, your pay-per-view of the year, the biggest event, the biggest spectacle in the world of sports entertainment? You want people talking, and that's exactly what people are doing. So who knows? Shoot work, who knows? But it's got me at least a little bit more excited about this match. Um, where I, I was not, once we, we came out of the challenge a year ago I was not excited about this match um, now I kind of am I, I'm kind of interested to see what these two guys are going to do in Miami um, but I think you touched on it for Miami because if this match sucks if they screw the pooch on this match wow it's going to be a bad thing yeah, um, and a quick note to The Rock, if he's listening, because he had the uh, the Ken Reedy show initials on his wrist. Buddy, we ain't got no wrist notes or scripts, pal, all right? This is real talk right now, okay? We may do an outline every once in a while, but I'm not reading off a teleprompter in my living room as I speak, okay? I'm doing this L-I-V-E live and straight from the heart. Just remember that. That doesn't mean yeah. I'm not feet though. Was that... That doesn't mean I'm on Team Cena. I'm on Team Hope It's a Good Match and not Screw the Pooch. That's what team I'm on. <laughs> exactly. And I and we're going to be in Miami. Um, so we're trying just to let everyone know we're going to be down in Miami. We're going to try and nail down some guests. Um, we're going to schedule a show. We're, we're thinking right now, nothing is set in stone, but we're thinking the Saturday, actually, of WrestleMania weekend, uh, maybe do a, a pre-Hall of Fame cocktail party, so to speak. Uh, we're going to try and get guests, but um, we're going to be down there. We're going to be uh, down in Miami. We're gonna, and you know what? Like, I, I mean, we may be some of the only ones out there, but uh, I think I'm probably going to be Team Cena that day. Um, so luckily, I mean, you and you know, you and your brothers are kind of big guys, so hopefully, uh, you know, we can avoid getting our asses. <laughs> by 70,000 other rock fans. But there at least is going to be a sliver, a sliver of John Cena fans. And so not whether only he, do I get paid to be a guest, uh, not only do I get to pay, be paid as a co-host, but now I'm also a bodyguard, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And I, I know I don't know how openly he'll be rooting or he'll, he'll wear the shirt, but uh, Dave LaGreca busted open fame. Um, just ordered his Rise Above the Hate T-shirt. So uh, I think LaGreca is leaning towards uh, Team Cena as well. So uh, they'll they'll at least be you know maybe we can get to ten people rooting for John Cena in Miami. Um, but it should be a fun weekend. So, uh, you know, give us a listen that day. Again, more more definite plans we get, we'll let you know. Um, but we will definitely be down there in Miami WrestleMania weekend. Can't wait. Uh, another big match on the WrestleMania card that day. We'll switch gears a little bit. But if you want to talk about John Cena and The Rock a little bit more, by all means, we will discuss that further. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. Give us a buzz. Whatever you want to talk about, the world of professional wrestling, we'd love to hear from you. We'll switch gears for a minute right now. We'll talk about, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Triple H and The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, which, uh, you know, the most brutal structure in the history of sports entertainment until it's the Elimination Chamber. Then that. <laughs> The most brutal structure in sports entertainment history. But whatever. Two veterans, two old dogs, two of a dying breed are going to lock horns in the cell. Two guys that know how to put on a good show. Um, now, you've heard some things uh, about where they might be going as far as the Undertaker's schedule uh, going forward forward, um, and as everyone knows who's been watching this, there has not wrestled since last year's WrestleMania, carted off on a stretcher from the brutal assault he took at the hands of one Triple H. So we don't know what state Taker is in physically right now. Um, over the year, reports you hear uh, online is, is that he is pretty banged up. Legitimately, he is banged up. Uh, he's the old dog, and this is his yard. Um, but what are some of the things you're hearing about uh, where they might be going with the Undertaker's schedule? Um, from what I've heard this week, and it was reported on uh, uh, ProWrestlingInsider.com, um, Figure 4 Wrestling Online, that the WWE, and this is all pending on how Undertaker feels physically after um, his match with Triple H at WrestleMania inside Hell in a Cell, but they want to basically use Taker as an attraction. He will no longer be a full-time member of the roster. He will only work WrestleMania season, and the one match he'll work is at WrestleMania, and they want to preserve and have more shelf life for this streak because it is a big moneymaker. Granted, this year... At WrestleMania, Rock and Cena is really the headliner, and that's probably the most important match on the card. But right behind that is, of course, the Undertaker's match involving the Shriek. Um, the real challenge in that, I mean, I think it's a good idea in a sense that they want to keep this going. And if Undertaker, you know, wants to keep doing it, more power to him. Um, from what I've heard, he's had, uh, over the past year, he had worked on, on his shoulder and on his hip, um, which have caused him a great deal amount of pain with uh, over the years. But um, the real challenge in this is keeping Undertaker relevant to WWE fans over the course of a year, similar to what we were talking about a few weeks ago 
with the storyline with Rock and Cena, how they started it. You know, they, they made the announcement one night, and then they have a year to, to build towards it. Um, there's probably about three or four guys right now on that roster, I think, that could have a match with Undertaker that could be a, a credible threat to this streak if they decide to go this route. Um, John Cena being one of them, Randy Orton, uh, Chris Jericho, and CM Punk. Those four guys right now, in my opinion, I believe could have a, a really good WrestleMania match with Undertaker and have and be credible threats to this streak. Um, I think it's a smart move on their part to do this, putting, um, you know, only having Undertaker wrestle once a year. And, they, and you know what? The guys deserved it. People might say differently, and they'll, they'll say that, you know, I'm, I'm a hypocrite for for agreeing with this theory because I disagreed with some of the stuff that Rock has done. But Undertaker has been on the road for years. He never left the company. And if he did, it was because he was injured. He never jumped ship to WCW and, and worked a lighter schedule for that company. Undertaker worked every single night whenever he was asked to have done it. Anything that's been asked of him by that company and has done it well. So I think the guy deserves it. And if he still wants to come in and and have a, a, wrestle, a big WrestleMania match and get a big payday, I'm all for it. Because you know what? The guy, his character has entertained me and enthralled me over the years. I'm all for it. And I think it's a great idea that they want to extend the shelf life of this streak and make it one of the, 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 the main uh, storylines going into a WrestleMania. What are your thoughts, Ken? Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's funny because I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I don't like the idea of, of part-time guys. Um, but he's, you know, he's put in his dues. Um, he really has. And and even like, you know, when we talk, I mean, I don't, when I look back on The Rock's career, you know, to me, look, he was a great and he's an all-time great. But I don't look, I don't think of The Rock as a guy who put in his dues. Um, I think, you know, Again, perception. You know, I you may say I'm wrong, but I look at The Rock and I look at a guy who wrestled until an opportunity popped up and he ran. And that's that's The Rock. Uh, Undertaker is a guy who legitimately earned his schedule if they decide to go that route. And and it's interesting. I mean, you can you can look at things, and it's very easy in life. In uh, you're a fan of of wrestling or any other thing you might be a fan of, to think more short term as opposed to long term. And this year, yes, we have Rock Cena, um, and that is the marquee matchup. And you know, people are going to be interested in the streak, and I'm sure there are going to be wrestling fans that are going to be more into this match than Rock Cena. I mean, I'm sure that there are percentage wrestling fans out there that hate John Cena and are thinking, well, why the hell should I get into a guy who's coming back part-time and he's going to leave right after WrestleMania? I'm sure there are fans that are more into this match than they are into the, the headlining match. Uh, that being said, fans are waiting to see Cena rock. That's the marquee matchup. But looking forward, who knows what the years are going to, to hold? Who knows what's going to happen next year? Who knows what kind of injuries may happen over the course of the year? Um, you know, as right now, we know that, that Wade Barrett, you know, looked like he may have had a big 
a spot or a, a something in WrestleMania, and now he's out. The Undertaker streak is something that has been created that sells tickets, that builds interest. The Undertaker quite possibly is the greatest quote-unquote character ever. And no matter what, no matter how long The Undertaker is away for, man, as soon as you hear those gongs, as soon as the music starts, as soon as the flames start shooting out of the, the, the stage and the entranceway, and the fog comes in, man, the crowd's going to pop. And, and immediately, you know, I mean, I mean, all you need to do is like, you know, January, February, gongs have to start. Someone else has to come out and say, I want a shot at your streak, and immediately you have a, a match you can market. And the wrestling fans, the streak is very marketable. It's a moneymaker. And I think you still can bring Taker back on a yearly basis. Um, the question is, how long? Uh, how long? I mean, he is banged up. And even, you know, wrestling once a year, there's only so long uh, Taker's going to be able to even do that. Um, you know, do we have something where he becomes the same guy to uh, – being inducted into the Hall of Fame that's still actually active, and we have a, you know, maybe a, an Undertaker weekend where, you know, it's his last match, does he continue streak, and he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame on uh, the Saturday night before. Who knows? Um, but I kind of agree with you. I think it's something that can bring him back uh, on a yearly basis. The thing is, what what kind of happens, though, when you hear reports like that is the suspense of who's going to win this match uh, goes a little bit out the window because, all right, if they're saying that this is marketable and you're saying, I mean, going forward, a John Cena taker match for the streak could be interesting. CM Punk, Jericho would be awesome. Uh, just uh, the verbiage going from from Jericho towards taker leading into a WrestleMania match would be amazing. Um, but it kind of looks at, all right, and, uh, I guess there's really no way Triple H is going to win this match. Well, um, yeah, I can understand where you come, where 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 you're coming from in that sense. Um, but to me, in my opinion, after Sean Taker won in Houston uh, three years ago, and and how close Shawn Michaels came the first time from beating Undertaker, in my personal opinion, and maybe another wrestling fan's opinion, there's nobody else that was going to beat that streak. Because if there was anybody that was going to beat the streak, it would have been Shawn Michaels, in my opinion, because of how well that match went. To me, in my opinion, that's the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. It, that, that beat Savage and Steamboat, and that was my favorite WrestleMania match before Shawn and Taker won. Um so I think, and you know, you knew last year that Hunter wasn't going to win, but you get those moments where you know you suspend your disbelief in those fifteen twenty minutes during that match, and and you think and you think that, but yeah, you know the end result. But at the same time, if if uh, you know Triple H were to beat the Undertaker, there's nothing to sell for WrestleMania, and Undertaker might as well just walk away. You know what I mean? So it, it, like I said, it extends that shelf life. And you know you're going to get a good match out of it, and uh, so you know I'm all for it. I, I'm I'm in 100% agreement with what they're doing. I think it's great, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to the Hell in the Cell. I'm I, I I to be honest with you, am like 
on Hell in a Cell and Rock and Cena as far as the what I'm looking forward to more. Um, because the Hell in a Cell, with these two guys, I, I firmly believe it's going to be more brutal than the previous Cell matches we've seen during the PG era. Blood or no blood, I still think it's going to be good. And um, just the idea of a cage, you know, a, a, a big, you know, the Hell in a Cell structure being in an outdoor open stadium, how are they going to, you know, are they going to have to build some sort of, uh, you know, set to, you know, have the thing hanging over the stadium or they're going to have a helicopter put it in? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm more enthralled with how they're going to, you know, set the damn thing up, to be honest with you, or if they're going to, if they're going to put that match on last. That's the yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting where they're going to go with, like, how to, how to put that, you know, put the cell together. And I agree with you. I think this is going to be a brutal match, and, and I do think that, uh, you know, last year's match between the two of them, um, and again, I, and I know I, I bring up blood a lot, and I, I want my, I want blood back in my wrestling. Um, screw this goddamn PG rating. But I, you know, last last year's match was was brutal. It was a brutal physical match. Um, you did get that sense of, of two guys that just beat the holy hell out of each other. Um, but but you know, like to top that and to to go go and make it more brutal. I'm hope I'm optimistic. I'm I'm thinking there's going to be blood. I think after last year, and rumor was that there was a fines lobbied because there was a chair shot to the head, and that's not allowed anymore. And these two veterans um, went ahead and did anyway. I, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping there to be a little blading going on in this match. I'm hoping that that they're. You know, like we're saying, that this is the most marketable thing in wrestling right now. That Taker just slices his goddamn forehead open, and after the match, walks into Vince's office and is like, yeah, go ahead, fire me. I dare you to fire me. So I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping. I'm hoping we get a little bit of blood out of this match. Um, it definitely will add to it. I, and, I, and honestly, I, I think like that's the way the, these two, they, they are part of a dying breed. And they are, and, and the way... They look and the way they wrestle. They're just they're, they're these grizzled old veterans. Um, that's how these two should go out. Just battered and and bloodied and just a, a huge physical bloodbath. I mean that should just look. If we're gonna go PG, that's fine. But you know what? Like we never had the really like definitive send off to like. The wrestling of old. We never had a, 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 I never got to say goodbye to blood. I never got to say goodbye. So give me that one last match, that one last bloodbath where I can then you know what? After that, after this Hell in a Cell, if it's going to be pure PG, we're never going to see blood again. Then fine, I'll, I'll live with that. I'm, I'm 40 years old. I guess I can live with that now. But I just I want to see. I want to see these two guys just. Opened up in this match. I really would like to see them, and in a match that that potentially uh, could steal the show. Now, what? Speaking of stealing the show, uh, the oh, showstopper, Shawn Michaels is going to be on Monday Night Raw uh, this week, um, giving you know, I guess, some sort of verbiage uh, to, to facilitate this storyline a little bit. Uh, some stuff on WWE.com. Uh, where John Michaels is coming out saying that he is, or was, is, ever shall be, better than Triple H. 
Um, what does Shawn Michaels add to this feud? Um, it's interesting. I mean, with the deep history he has with both guys, um, his series of great matches with Undertaker, and, uh, of course, his longtime friendship slash uh, rivalry that he had with Triple H, um, it, it definitely brings something. It brings an outsider's perspective, or in storyline sense, you know, an outsider's perspective to this feud and really, you know, throws more gasoline on the fire. The big rumor is is that he's going to be the referee in the Hell in the Cell match, but uh, my brother and I were discussing this, and, yeah, it'd be great, you know, to have Shawn Michaels a part of WrestleMania. I'm a big Shawn Michaels fan of his in-ring work personally. Um, but what's he going to bring to this match if he's going to be the referee? What is there to enforce? It's not you're inside the hell in the cell. It's not like you know you're you're uh, you're there to make sure that there's no outside interference. Um, and plus, you're only there to to count the three count. I mean, these two are gonna beat the crap out of each other. This 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 match that you know the the Rock and Cena have the tagline once in a lifetime. This match's tagline on television lately has been saying there must be an end. And there it, what. what as much as I'd love to see Shawn Michaels down the stripes and, you know, wear the banana hammock as a special referee. I'm only kidding, by the way. Um, <laughs> what's he going to bring to the match other than just another, you know, piece of star power to it? You know, if he if, if they have him show up at WrestleMania and let's say, like, he makes an appearance during the match, like, he interferes and... Let's say like he, he's under the ring the whole time. He's dressed up as a cameraman. He comes in, he super kicks Hunter, he super kicks Undertaker, and you know he walks out. And he, you know before he walks out, he looks at Hunter and says, "If I couldn't end it, you're not going to do it either." Kind of thing. Um, I mean that that could work, or they could just you know have him you know show shot to him sitting in the skybox, you know intently watching on, you know. It's nice that he's going to be around to add some more star power to it, but I don't really see him bring anything more to the actual match itself. To the storyline, yeah, he's got deep pitch history with those guys, but to the match itself, he's not really needed in a referee type role. But I think that I think I think that's the route they're going to go with um, to create tension with him and Hunter, so that it doesn't look like he's completely biased towards Hunter if he's going to be the referee. Because um, everyone's going to, you know, jump on that bandwagon that Shawn Michaels and Hunter are in cahoots together. So, Yeah, I mean, um, I guess maybe that'll add a little bit of drama. I, I don't know. I, I, I find it a little unnecessary. I don't need And I'm... Look, I got a lot of respect for Shawn Michaels, don't get me wrong, but I was never like the... I was never a Shawn Michaels guy. I never found myself rooting for him. I, you know, like... They've, you know, tremendously gifted in the ring. Um, I've said on numerous occasions that I think he's tremendously overrated. Um, you know, especially in reference to the, the best of all time DVD. I mean, being considered the best of all time. Um, I don't know. I, I To me, I, I kind of find it unnecessary. I, I, I think they've done a good job so far. I mean, look, we, we have now two matches and arguably the two matches on the card essentially that were set up a year ago um, you know we had Cena challenging The Rock and we had uh, you know Triple H coming out and saying you know whenever you get back here dead man I'll be waiting 
Um, so, you know, I think most of us kind of thought, like, all right, next year's WrestleMania is going to be Triple H, Taker again. And there was some debate on whether that was going to happen. But here we are. It's, it's going to happen. Um, uh, like I said before, I, I just think the two old grizzled veterans, uh, you know, going at it one last time, again, that whole last of a dying breed uh, kind of thing, to me, it's enough. It's enough to facilitate this. I mean, I'm curious what Michaels is going to do. Um, the thing with Michaels, I, again, tremendously gifted in the ring. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I could really look back and say the guy ever had a, a match that I would say was a bad match. Um, that being said, post-DX, um, heel Shawn Michaels in DX, uh, I found interesting. Um, he, you know, good promos, uh, you know, a lot of fun. The second incarnation of DX, and, and since he came back, and since he, he found God, I didn't know he was lost, but Shawn Michaels found Smile and found God. I find him so incredibly uninteresting when he's got a microphone in his hand. Uh, it's not even funny. Uh, the HBK character, I mean, at this point right now, you know, You've been retired a few years. You come down to the ring in your your little hunting outfit, and you do your little flexing of your biceps. And I, he does nothing for me now. I, I don't think his promos were ever his strong suit. What was great about Michaels is what he did in the ring. Um, and now, you know, he's essentially a, a promo guy that they they drag out every now and again to to say something and perhaps uh, throw a super kick someone's way um i don't know i'm i'm curious i'm i'm interested to kind of to see what he has to say on monday night and how exactly they're going to use him going forward i can't say that i'm looking forward to it and i can't say that i'm excited that Shawn michaels is going to be on monday night raw i i don't know i, I just think it's unnecessary it's kind of it, it's to me it's you've seen your fair share of movies, have you not, Dave? Oh, I have. Okay. It, to me, this is also like when Batman came out in 1989, Batman with Michael Keaton, and it was a, it was a good movie. It, it did well, and so the people that made that movie thought, well, if we have one superhero and one villain. Well, what if we have more villains and we'll cram the Penguin and Catwoman and Max Shrek in this? Because three villains, if one villain was good, then three villains will be better. And they just keep, like, cramming more villains in it. And Spider-Man kind of did the same thing. It's like, we'll put Sandman and Venom in the same, in the same movie. More bad guys, more better. And to me, sometimes it, it, it's just overkill. And I don't know, I'm finding... I thought the, the Michaels thing worked when it was doting Triple H and saying, hey, you're, you're corporate now and... You know, and you, you, you're not the same Triple H you were, and, and that whole thing kind of worked. But once Triple H said, all right, you know, I'll wrestle Taker, and I'll take care of him, and it's going to be hell in the cell. Hell in a cell. No, I, I just, to me, it's like, all right, you're, you're trying to find a way to, to cram Shawn Michaels 
into the storyline. And I, I no, it, to me, it's it's kind of overkill. Um, and you're right. If it, go ahead. The only thing I could think of is why Sean Mike, like, because I, I read the tagline on WWE.com that, uh, you know, Sean's there to confront Hunter about, you know, the Hell in the Cell match. The only thing I could think of, a couple of things I could think of as to his reason behind this is, one, to basically, you know, support Hunter and be there for him and, you know, and and almost kind of offer his services, so to speak, in helping Undertaker and helping defeat Undertaker because you know Sean's, you know, still jealous and upset that you know uh, Undertaker retired him a couple years ago at WrestleMania, or the other idea is Sean's ego gets involved in this, you know, because he does have a pretty big ego from what's been publicized, and he's upset that Hunter took to the exception that Undertaker said that Shawn Michaels was better than Hunter. And that's that was basically the main that was basically the 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 straw that broke the camel's back in order for Hunter to accept the match. So there could be some tension there between the two of them heading into Hunter's match with Undertaker that may set up Sean being the referee or may set up uh, you know, him being jealous that Triple H could possibly end the streak in this kind of match like Hell in a Cell. And maybe it'll force Sean to make it, like I said, make an appearance and do something, you know, to stop Hunter from be- ending the streak or being the referee. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I didn't really know, I didn't really have a good idea what was going to happen the first time around when he, like you said, he goaded him. But it was a pretty damn good promo, you know, and it, it got me excited for the match, um, or at least the build up to get to the eventual payoff, which was Hunter accepting the challenge. So. I mean, you and I feel different. I, will, I don't think Shawn Michaels was the best guy in the promo, uh, uh, no, in his promos either. Um, I look more towards his in-ring work as a character. Um, you know, it wasn't you know the the, the most uh, entertaining character at times, but I think his in-ring work spoke volumes over what he did on the microphone. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. I think. Uh, I think Sean, I, I do agree, can be forced adding him into this match. But I think what he does is not going to be much, but it will mean something. You know what I mean? Like the very little that he, he gets involved in is going to have some meaning to it in the, in the actual story. So yeah, we'll I mean, see what happens. I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, the thing with Shawn Michaels, and, and it's it's interesting watching certain athletes in their careers and, and – you know, Michael's return to to the WWE uh, post the back injury, to me, I, I thought was highly mediocre at best. Um, the interesting thing was sometimes guys know when to get out. And having those two matches at WrestleMania against The Undertaker, to me, elevated Michael's and his place in history and what he did latter half of, of his career. Um, you know, it's all like, you know, Mike Cena, like retire when you win 20 games. Like just head out now. People have a good, you know, a remembrance of you. So to me, yeah, that Michael, was... Uh, Michael didn't have a chance to retire on his own terms. The back injury caused that, and he kind of went out right. in a negative light. And so so you mean to tell me that... I I, I agree with you. It helped further his, the second half of his WWE career, but 
you said it earlier. He didn't have a bad match. It's not like he retired, then came back and stunk to join up. You know, he had that awesome match with Triple H at SummerSlam. He had the great series of matches with Jericho in 2003, and then in 2008, which were even better than the ones he had in 2003, his WrestleMania match with Kurt Angle. So you mean to tell me all those great matches that made his last run mediocre? See, like I said, I think his matches were all very good. I just, again, wrestling is, is not just about the physicality of the matches. I found his character incredibly uninteresting. I will give you that. I thought the run with Jericho was very good. And I thought that that was like a run where uh, there was an intensity and uh, Michael's wife getting knocked out. Um, you know, the, the Shawn Michaels character, the good guy character kind of worked. And that was a, a good... Uh, story arc, um, but I I had a hard time getting into character, and I'll be honest with you, I hated, absolutely hated, just about anything the the second run of DX did. I hated that whole thing. I hated every time Shawn Michaels had to cover his ears or not say something or you know look the other way when Triple H was making some sort of innuendo. Um, I absolutely despised, and maybe. That's kind of clouded my judgment over like other things, but I hated it. I, I couldn't stand it. Every time DX was on the screen, I, I and they weren't wrestling. I mean, I I just couldn't stand it. Um, I couldn't stand the, the goofy nature of of Shawn Michaels' character. Um, he really just did nothing for me. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I just I I don't know. I mean, maybe it, it all equaled out. You know, a couple of like really good story arcs, but I. Uh, his run DX that I absolutely despised. You, you kind of average it out, and I just kind of said I was a, it was mediocre. Um, but with two great, great all-time great matches to kind of end it. So there. <laughs> You'll have to fight another day, my friend. We'll, 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 have, we'll have this discussion. At another time or place, I know you have such very much love for Shawn Michaels, but no, like I said, I mean, physically, you know, tremendously gifted. And the guy who, like, I mean, some of the shit he was able to do uh, late in life, um, you know, a lot of guys uh, would have developed a different style uh, in the ring, and he still, you know, he still did his thing. He still was uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, I just, and again, like maybe that's part of my problem with what's going on now. Um, a lot of his second run, every time he grabbed the mic, I was just like, oh, God, just just stop. Just stop talking. And um, I don't know. I just I, I don't think he's necessary. And, and I think you bring up a good point. Um, a special guest referee in a Hell in a Cell match. So you're, you're there essentially to, to count the three count. I mean, what is... I don't know. I mean, all right, fine. I mean, you want to add some drama and and, and you know, who is he going to interfere on behalf of of someone? Um, you know, just having Michaels there, you'll get a cheap pop. I mean, as soon as you know the boom, 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 I think I'm cute. You know, I'm sexy. Yeah, as soon as that shit starts, the crowd's going to pop. So I mean, you, you're doing that. Add a little bit more star power. Uh, to the WrestleMania match, you know, I guess I, I, I get it, but I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm really curious. Like I said, I'm curious to see what 
is going to happen tomorrow night, uh, what he's going to add uh, to this match, if anything, or, you know, are my worry going to be founded and it's just going to be overkill? I'm curious, and another, we, we, you know, on the uh, house shows, we know that Triple H will be wrestling, uh, I guess, quote-unquote, tune-up matches for WrestleMania, but will we see uh, Triple H in the ring at some point uh, leading up to WrestleMania? We're going to see him in a match. Uh, we saw him take care of Miz. Actually, we didn't see it on TV. Uh, he took care of Miz during a commercial break. Um, but some physicality. Are we going to see Triple H in the ring at all uh, leading up to WrestleMania? I'm assuming we're not going to see The Undertaker in the ring at all uh, before WrestleMania. Um, so, I, I'm just I, again, I'm just curious, like, what does Michaels, in fact, add to this match? If anything. He adds nothing. There's silence. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't, I don't know what. He, like I told you earlier, I don't know what he's going to add to it, um, other than just more star power. We'll see. We'll have to see what what takes place tomorrow night. Like I said, he's there to confront Triple H about um, the Hell in the Cell match. So I mean, he could be there to do a number of different things. Um, I I think this is more along the lines of trying to add some star power to the match. And but like I said, whatever he does. It's gonna mean something. It could, it, it might not be much, but it's gonna mean something to the story. You know, he he was he wasn't really involved last year, other than the fact he was getting inducted in the Hall of Fame, and he had that one Raw where he came out to you know to to kind of witness and be the you know the the the, the guy to stir the pot a little bit between Honor and Taker at the last confrontation before WrestleMania. He could just be doing that, you know, just you know because he's Shawn Michaels because he can. So. We'll see how that goes, but overall, you know, we've talked about Rock and Cena, we've talked about Triple H, it's got us talking, and the the build towards those two matches at WrestleMania right now, I think have been pretty good, and I'm looking forward to being down in Miami, especially for those two matches, and we'll see, we got we got four more weeks of television to build up these two matches, so... I'm, Which I'm, leads I, us to like the, another match that's and and is some people speculating that you know has the potential to be the match of the night, killing uh, the match. Uh, some people have even said perhaps uh, this match could be the Steamboat Macho Man match of this year's WrestleMania, uh, Punk versus Jericho, uh, which is signed. And again, like you know, we're talking drama, we're talking uh, lead in. Uh, I think most. Educated wrestling fans saw this coming. Uh, these guys were going to wrestle at WrestleMania. So they had that battle royal. It's like, ooh, good. I, I, was there any doubt that Chris Jericho was going to win that battle royal? Um, I, I thought the exchange on Monday night was good. I didn't think it was great. And maybe I'm expecting too much out of these two guys. Um, I'd like to see m- more from Chris Jericho, and I've said it before, I am starting to find CM Punk kind of stale. I don't doubt two guys who are going to physically put on a good match. Uh, Storyline-wise, I mean, are they going to hang their hats on? I'm the best in the world. No, 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 no. I'm the best in the world. No, no, no. I'm the best in the world. It's on my T-shirt. 
Well, I'm the best in the world because I don't have to put it on a T-shirt and I have a glittery jacket. No, your jacket's a light bright jacket. I'm the best in the world. No, no, no. I'm the best in the world and I'm the best in the world in everything I do. Is is that going to be it? I mean, is that what we're looking at? Just I'm the best, no, I'm the best, and we're just going to go from there? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, going into this feud, you know, like you said, we all knew that the two of them would meet at WrestleMania. I don't think there was any reason to have a battle royal. Jericho had enough reason to garner a title match, considering the way he was eliminated from the Elimination Chamber. Granted, he wasn't pinned. He he never really lost the match, so they could have, you know, gone that route to get him a title match if they wanted to. Um, but instead, they came up with the battle royal, and uh, but anyhow, I think Monday night, like us, like you said, it was good. It wasn't great, but it's what it needed. You know what I mean? To 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 really kind of spark that feud that that's been missing the past few weeks, and um, I mean, no doubt that the two of them are gonna have a great match. It's gonna go. Uh, 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 Physically, they, they they both can go. Um, but after seeing Jericho slam Punk on the steel stage and uh, giving him the Lion Tamer, not the walls of Jericho, the Lion Tamer, what he the way he used to perform that move in WCW, I think yeah. now the fo- I think now the focus of that storyline is going to be on Punk's back injury and is he going to be able to you know escape the walls of Jer- the Lion Tamer. They're not going to call it the Lion Tamer, but, you know, they're going to call it the Walls of Jericho. But it, it, I think it's going to focus on the back injury. Similar to what Jericho was involved in with Edge a few years ago, with Edge's Achilles injury, coming back, winning the Royal Rumble, going to WrestleMania, and then Edge basically saying one move can end it all, and that's the spear. I think they're going to really base this storyline on not only they've already laid the groundwork with the best in the world stuff, you know, which by the way that was a great speech you just put out. Um, <laughs> but I think they I think what was really going to what I would go with is, is the back injury. He hurt himself, you know, and, and he got hurt, slammed on the steel ramp. I'd have Jericho work on his back for a few more weeks, maybe in a tag match, maybe have Punk enter the arena in the back, and then Jericho. You know, clubs him with you know, gives him a Tanya Harding to the you know the the the, the spine. I mean, I, I I would like to see that and focus on the the the, the deadly the deadliness of the the move that is the walls of Jericho, and if Punk can escape it, and then if Punk wins, it's you know that that great m- miraculous story at the end. You know, seeing Punk working hurt. You know, busted back, you know, or injured spine or whatever, escapes the walls of Jericho, remains the WWE champion. That proves that he's the best in the world, you know. I would like to see it go that route. I think, I think that, in my opinion, they're going to go with some something with a back injury and then they'll focus on that for the next few weeks. And if Punk's going to be able to beat Jericho with an injured back. So, I agree with you. I think that they, you know, it's, it's a direction they could go in. Um, and again, like wrestling... You know, it's it's not a sport. I mean, uh, you know, all the respect in the world and, you know, very athletic. And, you know, obviously I love it enough to talk about it and buy T-shirts and buy tickets to events and yada, yada, yada. But it's not a sport. And storyline is, is very important, obviously. Um, as much as, you know, we may disagree, uh, I still stand by Macho Man and, and Steamboat as, as the greatest match ever. But I'm not going to 
I'm not going to argue with you saying that, that Michael's taker. Um, they're both up there. Um, but, you know, people forget, like, going back to that Macho Man Ricky Steamboat, which, by the way, 25th anniversary of WrestleMania 3, coming up uh, March 29th, 25 years ago that that WrestleMania occurred. Um, Savage and Steamboat, as much as they had a great match, there was quite a storyline leading up to that match. Uh, you know, there was some intrigue with uh, George the Animal Steel and Miss Elizabeth, and um, a Macho Man had taken a, a ring bell and crushed Ricky Steamboat's larynx, and Ricky Steamboat, actually, there was footage of him having to go to a speech therapist because he, he couldn't speak anymore, and there was a, a big lead-in uh, to this storyline, and then they both delivered on the grandest stage of the night, um, which just, it, it was such a great crescendo, and then, and, uh, you know, Steamboat walking out of there with the IC title. Um, you know, I I need more out of this storyline. I need more. And I, I think, you know, it, and it's funny because it would be similar to Steamboat Macho Man going with an injury, um, going with something that, you know, uh, maybe, you know, Punk, maybe he can't perform. Maybe he, Maybe they put him out of a Monday Night Raw. You know, Punk is unable to compete tonight due to the injuries sustained at the hand of Chris Jericho. Um, adding a little bit of, of intrigue to this storyline. Um, but I think they they got to do something. I have no doubt these guys are physically gifted. Um, they will put on a good match, but it, it's not all about that when it comes to professional wrestling. It comes down to, you know, where's this storyline? Where You know, what's the, the meaning of this? If it, if it was all about just physical gifts and who can, like, you know, wow us uh, physically in the ring... You know, uh, and John Morrison would be the best in the world. You know, not because that guy couldn't do a promo to save his life and was not good at really facilitating storylines. So I, I don't know. I just I expect more. And maybe it's because of what these guys have done in the past and what they've done on the microphone. And so I'm I'm willing to admit that I'm holding these two guys to a higher standard. Um, but I'd like to see more out of this storyline, aside from, you know, I'm the best, no, I'm the best, kind of going back and forth. And um, I'd like to see more out of Punk, especially, because, I, I, again, I feel like he's, his promos have gotten a, a bit stale. Um, you know, I, I, I'd like to see a little bit more. And, and you're, you're, I, Jericho, get rid of the light bright chip. That's enough. <laughs> He must have stock and batteries for that thing. Jesus Christ, everywhere he goes, it's, you know, lighting up. And, my How God. awesome would it be if, if you just had, like, CM Punk throw a bucket of water on him? Just watch him and get electrocuted. Like, like, smoke from the jet. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. That's like, that's like throwing a toaster in a, in a, in a full bathtub. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but It's weird, though, because, like, with the jacket and his music and everything, like, it it, it is... The intro and everything is very face-like. It's tough when, like, the lights go out and, and his intro, intro music and everything to not start cheering. Um, that's the other thing. It, it's enough. Like, we can get rid of the Y2J. It's enough. It's 2012. That's enough. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think we, we can we can live without Y2J at this point. Um but again, a match that could potentially steal the show at WrestleMania. I'd, I'd like to see more coming out of the 
storyline. What are your thoughts? I'd like to know. 478-389-815. That number again, 347-389-815. I'm assuming we'll probably get more out of them tomorrow night uh, on Monday Night Raw. Uh, but I, I do bring up a good point. Uh, you know, maybe doing something via the, the injury. Uh, maybe we do something else. Maybe, you know, Punk comes down to the ring, uh, you know, in wraps, the infamous rib wraps. You know, maybe it's not a back injury. Maybe he's got a rib injury from being slammed on the steps. Uh, maybe it's a back and rib injury. Um, something. Something. You know, maybe they, they, they hype it up enough where going into WrestleMania, even John Laurinaitis uh, starts talking about, you know, CM Punk will be unable to compete at WrestleMania, therefore he's going to be stripped of the title. And then Punk, you know, valiantly comes out and says, you're not stripping me of my title. Something, but yeah, I mean, maybe the injury route is the best way to go with this. Um, but they got to give me more. Got to give me more. So that all being said, we've hit those matches, and we we have right now the WrestleMania card is shaping up, um, and we it's looking like it could be a good card. Um, we got Roxena, obviously Jericho, Punk. We got Sheamus. Against Daniel Bryan, Triple H Taker, and recently signed Big Show uh, versus Cody Rhodes. And that's what our card is looking like right now. Um, Some of the question marks going into this WrestleMania. uh, Are we going to see um, Orton versus Kane? Perhaps? Um. I mean, yeah, people would think after watching Friday night that, you know, with Kane attacking uh, Randy Orton that, um, you know, we're going to get a one-on-one match. But um, I don't think – I think they're going to go a different route with that. I think that this general manager storyline, which I've heard rumors that it's supposed to culminate at WrestleMania with each GM assembling a team of of guys of their choosing, and they'll have like an eight-man tag or a ten-man tag or whatever, just a a hodgepodge of of guys to get on a card, and the winning general manager's team, that general manager gets to control both shows. And if you saw, you know, at the end of SmackDown, Lord and I just hinted at doing Kane versus Oksana for next week to kind of fuel the fire between him and Teddy Long, I could see Lauren Ice selecting Kane as a member of this team um, with, you know, other guys like, you know, maybe Del Rio and Christian who appeared on the pay-per-view all in support of Lauren Itis and Ziggler and Jack Swagger and, you know, David Otunga or whoever. You know, and then Taylor Long could get, you know, you got, got Santino, so you got Randy Orton and throwing guys like Kofi and R-Truth. I mean, you could make it a pretty interesting uh, tag match. You give it a amount of time. I, that's where I think it's going to go. I don't think Orton and Kane are going to get um, one-on-one time at WrestleMania. I think they're going to save that for after WrestleMania. Have something in mind for the two of them to give it more focus and more time. Because I think if you put them in a singles match um, and try and get some sort of heated rivalry in the next four weeks, I think it's going to be you know downplayed with everything else that's going on with uh the title match with Jericho and Punk with Rock and Cena with Triple H and Undertaker. And I think Randy Orton being the performer that he is and, and Kane too, I think they both deserve better. And I think they're putting a lot of emphasis on this general manager bickering storyline and putting two big names like that would make that match 
uh, that storyline just a little bit more important. Because yeah, so, I do not want to see Laurinaitis versus Teddy Long. That no, absolutely I not. No, so I'm hoping they're going to steer clear of going that route and do something like this. I think also what we're we're talking about here, though, is that something like that would give the card a little more depth. As I've read off what we got so far to WrestleMania, they're all singles bouts. Um, yeah. Do we have a tag championship match at WrestleMania? Who knows, but let's face it, we've talked about it a lot. The tag division in the WWE is beyond weak. Um, you know, not, maybe it, it's, it's a dark match. What? It's non-existent. There's exactly. Maybe, there's two teams that you could consider tag teams, and the rest of them are just, you know, guys that they decide to randomly tag up. I mean, I can't tell you how many times Santino Morella recently has had different partners, you know. Epico and Primo look like a pretty solid team in the Usos. That's it. There's your tag division, you know, okay. and they're not so, doing anything with it. So I've given up on the tag team division a long time ago. They're just two belts they put on guys so that, you know, that the belts don't collect dust. Which kind of sucks because I good tag team wrestling. I mean, I I really enjoy it. Um, but this whether the card needs depth, and reports are coming out right now that they were toying with going with a Money in the Bank match uh, at WrestleMania this year. Um, a lot of things circulating online that uh, Wade Barrett, who uh, had a dislocated elbow that required surgery, is down for three to four months. Uh, who knows with that, though? There's always been rumors that the WWE overinflates uh, injuries, so when people return, it's a big surprise. Um, so who knows? Maybe Barrett will be back sooner than later. Uh, but it looks like, for all intents and purposes, he's out at WrestleMania, which is intriguing that some of the stuff they're reporting online is that the Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania has been canceled, uh, and it might have something to do with Barrett being injured, which leads me to believe that Barrett is due for a big push, uh, that Barrett was probably going to win the Money in the Bank match or at least have a big part in the, the Money in the Bank match. Um, so if they're going to pull that match off the card, you need to give the, the card a little bit more depth than having a team versus team, a SmackDown versus Raw, a GM versus GM kind of match. Uh gives the, the, the card a little bit more depth. It gives us a, a different match uh, to look forward to. And having, you know, Orton kind of captaining one team and Kane kind of captaining another team, uh, you know, could make for a very interesting match, uh, kind of along the lines of a uh, money in the bank, having some guys who can do a lot of the aerial stuff so you have like a kind of a crazy you know, frenzied action kind of match. Um, and speculation on our part uh, has not been signed yet. Uh, but I think that would be a good idea, having a team versus team. And you, you added a match like that, and we're talking at this point uh, six matches on the card. You figure they should add something else. Uh, you know, who knows where else they're, they're going to go with, with the card. It is shaping up. Um, but do they throw us a, a tag? championship match? Do we get the uh, Usos going for the title at WrestleMania? Um, do we get a U.S. title matchup? Does the Swagger defend his belt at WrestleMania? Um, I'm assuming that at least one, if not both of those titles, will not be defended because they like to uh, do, you know, the Night of Champions. And Night of Champions is one night a year that every title is defended. So you figure 
they're going to leave at least one title off of this card just to continue to facilitate. Night of Champions is the night where every title is on the line. Um, but where where do we look for this card to go at this point? What else are we looking to uh, add on to this card? Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious right now what, what else we're going to see out of, out of this card. Or are they going to keep the card kind of short? Like it's going to be one of those... Uh, have some longer matches. I think I think, I think they want to give time to a lot of these matches. They're definitely going to give a lot of time to the Hell in a Cell match. Um, they're definitely going to give a good chunk of time to Rock and Cena. I would assume that Jericho and Punk are going to get a good amount of time too. I predict that the card will probably have no more than seven matches on it. So we've got five so far. So I see two more matches being put on the card. I see the GM tag match with all those guys, the mixture of guys with Orton and Kane and, and Ziggler and and uh, Kofi and, you know, all, a mixture of guys on there. I, I see that match taking place. And I also see, I could see, I mean, there's been rumors that they've been toying with the idea of not putting a Diva match on the card because, frankly, and, you know, I'm, this isn't, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, for, for the female fans of wrestling, but they just feel that, you know, people won't be interested in that match and that they're going to want to invest more time into other matches on that card and the girls' match will just be something there just to reward them. And they're talking of even putting it on as the, like, the, the pre-show match that will be the, the DVD extra. Um, the only storyline that they've been going with with the girls has been a couple. There's been, uh, you know, Beth Phoenix being the dominant champion, and, of course, that all signs point to a possible match with her and Karma at WrestleMania. But a match of that magnitude, I think, deserves a little bit more time. And I think that they should just wait for the two of them to, to, to clash maybe after WrestleMania. Because there's so much going on at WrestleMania that if you're going to put a match like with those two women who can both work, you're going to want to give it some time. And secondly, another thing they've been doing is the, the Eve Torres storyline. You know, she turned heel. Um and, uh, you know, us guys, we flock to her, and she uses us men. And, you know, I believe, oh, I'd flock to her. I, I, I'm speechless. I, that's all i got to say about Eve Torres. I fucking you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I kind of like what they're doing with her. I mean, they might want to cut down the amount of time she speaks. I mean, it doesn't have to be a long promo, but at least they're giving a woman a, a story, a character. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. best they're giving us right now is what Natalia farts. That's what you're doing. I mean, well, Natalia, one of the, the best female workers you, you could see, a fart. I mean, seriously. I mean, I know yeah. that. I know I'm a little old to be watching wrestling. Some people might say, and I know that a lot, especially nowadays, that wrestling is. I mean, we have to go seventh grade humor. Oh my God, the girls farting. I mean. That's weak. And, and maybe, you know, you do a storyline like that with someone who's not a good worker, who's someone, like, who, who needs something. I mean, Alicia really, I mean she, God damn, she's, she's Neidhart's daughter. She grew yeah. up in a hard family, for Christ's sake. I mean, you can't find something better for her. So I like what they're doing with Eve. Like, you know, why not take a – I mean, and you know, like, there are certain things in, in wrestling that when wrestling is good – they tap into, you know, things that exist in real life. And how many guys, you included, how, how many of us 
out there have had some hot girl you try and use us for something? How many times have have you been in a bar and a girl act interested and you buy her a drink and she just wanted the free drink? Now, it's a story, it's, it's a character that taps into something uh, very true uh, that exists in our society. That There are women out there that will use their hotness to get ahead. So yeah. to me, it, it works as a character. Um, I don't know where exactly they're going to go with it. Um, you know, do you have her going for the title as a short-term thing? Um, I don't see that really working. Um, I, I'm kind of curious what they're going to do going forward with her, but I, I do kind of like it. I agree with you with what you're saying about Karma uh, going for the title against Beth Phoenix, um, and that's part of the problem right now with adding any Eva match to WrestleMania because Beth Phoenix is run roughshod over the whole division. As we were speculating, looking to set up her versus Karma, that there's no competition here, nobody can beat me, and then Karma's going to show up as like you know this scary or a female that will be the one to to be able to to beat her. Um, so you know what can you do? There's no drama there. She's running roughshod the whole division. Where's the drama? If you threw together a title match um, for WrestleMania and it's not Karma. I mean, who cares? It, it, there's, there's no juice to it right now. So you're right. I don't see them really adding uh, any sort of diva match to, to WrestleMania. Like you said, maybe it'll wind up being a dark match. Um, I think the Karma Beth Phoenix thing needs a little bit more build, as you were saying. Um, so I'm kind of curious, like what else they, they, they're going to add to the card. One other thing that's interesting, and I can reference that we did a survey on the Ken Reedy Show Facebook page. And and I was actually accused of having an agenda. I have an agenda. God, not you. Not me. I have no agenda. I'd love to think that little old me and my little old show have a hand in kicking the Miz out of the WWE. But I don't know if I actually have that kind of power just yet. Uh, but I actually asked the question... At WrestleMania, would you prefer to see Hornswoggle or The Miz? No agenda. In actuality, the question was asked purely because, look, they're different performing. One's, you know, basically a superstar, held the the WWE title, and one is, is kind of a novelty. And I get that. But there exists a very real possibility that at WrestleMania, we will see Hornswoggle and we won't see The Miz. That is a distinct I, possibility. I'm, I, let me just quickly say, I tend to disagree with you. I think they're going with the storyline that The Miz doesn't have a match at WrestleMania, and I think he'll be involved somehow at WrestleMania, whether he interferes in a match or comes out and cuts a promo and then somebody basically lays him out. I think I think he'll have some involvement, but it won't be an official match. I, you've, you've heard the storyline uh, the past uh, few weeks where he's been upset that he doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. I think he'll make his way out of the card somehow. Um, but uh, we'll see. I mean, it's shaping up. I'm, I'm, I'm psyched for it. I'm pumped. I can't wait. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's just it. Like, with The Miz, I mean, does the question was, does Miz find his way onto the card? I mean, is that where they're going with this? I mean, what they're doing with him right now reminds me of what they did with Christian a few years back. Uh, you know, losing matches, having temper tantrums. Um, it's obvious 
And I, again, I'll admit it. I don't like the Miz. I don't think he's very good at anything he does. That being said, um, someone in the company thought he was good at one time. His stock has fallen tremendously to the point where he got his ass kicked by Triple H on Monday night, and they did it during a commercial break. And if you saw it, it was on YouTube and, and everything, but it wasn't on TV. Um, his stock has definitely dropped a lot. Now, is this someone who has fallen out of favor, or is this someone who, you know, at times they tear people down just to build them up? That's the ebb and flow of the way the WWE does things. Um, but it, it is interesting. And I was just curious, honestly, if there was anyone out there, and I kind of was poking the bear a bit, and I wanted to for Miz fans to come out and say, oh, no, the Miz has got to be on the card. Um, but in actuality, there were more people on uh, – the uh, page or the question that actually said they'd rather see Hornswoggle than uh, Miz at WrestleMania, uh, which I, I found in, intriguing. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, again, I don't. I don't think he's very good at anything that he does. Um, you know, he's one of the few wrestlers that I'd get in the ring with. I come on, Miz. Come on, I dare you, Miz. I'm challenging the Miz right now to a match against me at WrestleMania. I'd probably get my answer, but whatever. <laughs> But, no, I mean, again, I don't like The Miz. I don't think he's very good. But um, his stock has definitely fallen tremendously in, in the company right now. And a guy who headlined WrestleMania last year um, may not have an official match at this year's WrestleMania. And uh, I, I do find that very interesting as far as where exactly uh, this guy is going, a relatively uh, young guy who, um, as far as how long he could uh, be around, uh, you know, he's got some years ahead of him, but um, is he destined to be a, a mid-carter, um, or will he get built up uh, again? Um, I kind of thought a little while ago that they are going to try and turn him face, um, especially, you know, a lot of people would chant the realies uh, with him, as well as, uh, you know, when he would yell his awesome, that the people, the crowd would chant it with him. Um, you know, I thought maybe they'd find a way to turn him face, um, which has not happened as of yet. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm, it, it's definitely an interesting topic as far as um, what exactly they're going to do with him. But I, I find it very intriguing for a guy to headline uh, one year and at this point not have a match uh, the following year. Um, I don't know if he's got the staying power. Uh, it remains to be seen him on the card or not. I'm cool with it not being on the card. I'm I'm totally cool. I'll have a good time in Miami. You know, I'll have an awesome time without Miz being on the card. But who knows? No agenda here. Just stating that uh, right now, as far as the Ken Reedy show on Facebook, uh, yeah, more people want to scorn Swoggle than the Miz. And it's funny that people who argued for the Miz never actually voted. They just <laughs> argued for the Miz. So whatever. Um, we're we're down to like uh, I thank everyone who listened and thanks for our, our callers who called in as always. Thank you, Dave, for hanging out and uh, being my tag team partner uh, this Sunday. What do you say? Want to do it again next Sunday? I'm down for it, brother. Nice. Um, so I'm Kennedy, and uh, for Dave, remember, uh, you can contact me, Ken, at thekenreedyshow.com. That's my email. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook page, it's easy. It's just the Ken Reedy Show. 
Uh, as always, wrestling questions, surveys, comments, you know. And uh, this weekend, I would like to hear from you. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. And we always have archive shows on the com. Check us out there. Um, the road to WrestleMania. We are officially on that road. It's getting better and better. Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. We will see you next Sunday. Take care, everybody.